This is the Institute for Music Leadership. Alrighty. Hello. Hello. Just make my volume uh, at a level for human ears. Great. How are you? Welcome to another mini-sode with Blair for Create, Inspire, Lead. I'm Stephen Bigner. So we actually had come up with so many questions for Blair that we needed to break up the interview into two separate sessions. And we've managed to get through the first interview. So this and all the upcoming minisodes are from round two. In general, the questions for this interview were a little more contained. Um, so a lot of the upcoming shows for this series will be even shorter than we've been making them. Uh, I know we went a little long on the last two so-called minisodes. Um, but the first topic in this session is one that's sort of loaded and contains a lot of information. And that topic is freelancing. And it's tough because it can make up the entirety of your career, a small part, a big part. Some of you may never freelance in your life, but chances are most of you will. And there are some essential skills you will need as a freelancer. We asked Blair to try to narrow it down to the top three skills you'd need as a freelancer. Good question. Okay. The first skill... If you want to be a serious freelancer and not someone who just, you know, does it ever so often and so forth is good organization. And in this mindset, you are the one running your own calendar. You are the one understanding what you would accept for a gig and what you want to accept for a gig, like how far you would travel. Um, you are the one uh, figuring out what music you're going to be like having to play. So, you know, how much practice time you have to squeeze in there. Um, and so organization is pretty key to that. Really? Be organized, whatever that means to you. There are apps you can use. Maybe you like to write things down. Maybe you have a separate freelancing calendar, whatever. As long as you understand your system and stay on top of it, you're golden. Because not being organized is a sure way to tick people off and not get hired again. I've even hired freelancers and they show up and they're in a different state at that same exact time instead of being where they need to be with us and completely, you know, had an issue and didn't even think about it and didn't even apologize or even see that that was an issue. And I'm like, now we're high and dry and big name people were there. So you really want to be organized. So everything is all situated and you don't have any questions about that. And listen, mistakes happen. Sometimes you put down that a rehearsal is on Saturday and it's actually on a Friday, or you might be contracted by someone who is not very organized themselves, and they send out 10 different emails with, correction, use this schedule in the subject line, and it's just hard to keep track. But if you do make a mistake, own it and find out how to be better next time. Second, and I alluded to this a little bit, is people skills. You need to be able to work with people. You need to be able to work with your contractor, the person who's hiring you. You need to be able to work with a conductor who is going to be obviously leading the organization. And you're also going to need to be working with your sectional. You're coming in, you're stepping in either to fill a role temporarily or to meet people for the first time. You need to make good impressions. You need to make Especially if you want to be invited back for future gigs or even hired into a permanent spot. Talk with your colleagues on these gigs. Introduce yourself during breaks, figure out your place within the organization, whether you're there to be a section leader or just fill in a gap in a larger section. 
even though you might only be on a gig for a couple of days, you need to be a good colleague. And it really helps to follow up with whoever contracted the gig. That you contracted, thanking them so much for the opportunity, uh, linking up with uh, the, you know, the section uh, individuals and LinkedIn or social media and making those connections so that you have you know potential for the next gig because that's the whole thing about freelancing is it's about compiling all a bunch of different gigs together. So people skills is super, super important. Which brings us to the third essential skill Blair is going to talk about, and it may come as a bit of a surprise. You have to understand how to do your taxes. <laughs> um, and that's not a skill. It's more of a knowledge base. But I think I guess I could put, file that under like finance uh, skills and, you know, managing a budget. Not only because of, again, if you're hoping to do this for an extended period of time or a big portion of your income, you're going to have fluctuations from month to month where, you know, around holidays, it increases a lot. And then in other spaces, it goes down. So you have to figure out how to balance out that finances. That's an especially important skill as a freelancer, because for the majority of your freelance gigs, you'll fill out a W-9. A W-9 provides basic information about you, your name, address, and tax ID. And an organization is collecting that information because when they go to file their taxes, they'll tell the IRS that you worked for them and were paid X dollars for the gig. W-9 gigs don't take any taxes out of your paycheck, so if you're hired for $750, you'll get a check for $750, which seems nice in the moment. Until you go to file your taxes that year and you start compiling all of these um you know, forms, and they could be a variety of contract forms. Uh, you also want to keep track of the ones that might be under the table, but, you know, just keep track of all that. And when you put all that in, you are going to owe a decent amount of money. So if you aren't aware of that, you're actually going to get a hit at tax season. Most organizations will send you 1099s at the end of the year. And these are tax forms that show non-employment income. Non-employment meaning you weren't a full-time employee of a company or organization, right? You just did a couple of gigs here and there. You get a copy and the IRS gets a copy, and it will show all the money you made at that organization in the past year. So if you sub a lot in one particular orchestra, you could get a 1099 for a few thousand dollars, but you might also get a 1099 for a one-off gig where you made 600. And it's good to know that for any gigs under $600, you probably won't receive a 1099, though, you are still responsible for paying taxes on that income. That being said, it's still a good idea to keep track of all your gigs, even if you only get $50, because when it's tax time, that list will help you figure out what income you'll need to report and help keep track of any 1099s you're expecting for those gigs that were $600 or more. And that's helpful because sometimes an organization will forget to send one out or it will get lost in the mail. And just because you don't receive the 1099, you are still responsible for paying taxes on it. That actually happened to me once where there was this gig that I took in January that I totally forgot about. They mailed a 1099 to an old address, so I never got it. But the IRS did. And man, they let me know. Uh, ultimately, it wasn't so bad. You just have to pay the taxes owed and possibly some penalties. But really, any letter from the IRS feels scary, so better to avoid it if you can. Now, it might seem like a lot to get to the end of the year and suddenly have to think about this huge tax bill you owe, especially if you're living gig to gig. If you haven't been actively saving for tax time, it might be a lot to suddenly have to shell out a few thousand bucks by April 15th. 
But don't worry, you don't have to wait a full year to pay taxes on your freelance income. So one of the things that you can think about throughout the year is actually doing quarterly taxes, which means you actually give a little bit of money each quarter so that you are in a good space <laughs> when tax season comes around. So you don't owe the government, you know, lots and lots of money and then go, oh shoot, where do I get that money from? Or you just weren't expecting it. So finances, planning that, thinking about the budget, thinking about taxes is all something to um, incorporate. It's not something we always think about the very, you know, uh, forefront of what we do, but it is important, especially if this is going to be a large part of your career. Now, you can hire someone to help you do your taxes. It does involve an additional fee, obviously, but when do you know if this is the right move for you? Yeah, good question. So if you're just doing a few in the year, you know, the year, you don't need to necessarily get a tax person. Um, you do, however, need to account for everything. You know, you can probably manage it. It's, it's not terribly difficult, but you do need to keep track of your documentation. So when you get all the stuff that comes in or remember all the places that you gigged and the kind of check up and follow through and be like, okay, great. Is that something I have to go online to get? Are you mailing it to me? How is this working? Right. So keep track of all that. Now, you also may have heard about writing things off on your taxes. As for um, what you can write off of your taxes. This has changed a little bit in the past few years. So first and foremost, you could write a boatload of stuff. You could do websites for your marketing, the music, your travel, even some food, uh, hotels if you had to stay you know, you know, for a place for a period of time, et cetera. But since the new tax uh, issue has come out, the tax issue Blair is mentioning is a recent change in the tax code that actually raised the standard deduction in 2019. So you used to be able to itemize your expenses, that is, write out all your expenses to figure out what you could deduct. Now, if you're filing as a single person, you can take a standard deduction and automatically deduct $12,400. You can still choose to itemize if you think your expenses exceed the standard deduction, but for most freelancers, the new standard deduction is actually a nice deal. So you can still keep track of that stuff for your own budget. So going, okay, how much money did I spend traveling? How much money did I spend on gas? How much money did I spend because I was eating out all the time? Just for your own personal finances. But in the long run, it's not going to help you with necessarily a deduction. Okay, so taxes. That's a separate episode that's been in the works for a while. And that might make freelancing seem like it's a lot of work or a total headache. But there are some real benefits to freelancing as well. Absolutely. So, um... Freelancing is, you know, everyone should do it, you know, whether they're in school, uh, just out of school. Um, and when it's freelancing, it could be freelancing with playing. It could be freelancing and doing some, I've heard some really interesting odd end gigs that people have done. Um, but it gives you kind of a perspective of all the different types of musical opportunities out there. And sometimes we've been so narrow-minded and focused of like, we've got the orchestra and we've got the military band. And there's a lot out there. There's also just variety. So if you are in a position where you're constantly in a choir um, or constantly in a large big band or something like that. Awesome. But you might have a chance to do smaller stuff, combos, chamber groups, recitals, small mini operas, um, you know, com compositions that are new for, you know, composer festivals, um, a variety of different things. So that just kind of adds some fun in there, a little different in your um, 
repertoire list, you also have some, some choice, right? You can choose what freelance gigs to pursue. So if you just want to have fun and go sit and fiddle in the roof pit and have like, go for it. I've done that, you know, it's, and then do a few gigs that way. Awesome. It mixes it up a little bit. Cool. Um, and you know, and then, like I said, connections, you meet different people, whether they're in the section next to you, because you're filling in, whether you meet a artist, because it happens to be some sort of larger collaborative event, whether you meet a CEO of a really cool, impressive company company that also wants their kids to take lessons. And now you've got some students, you know, you never know who you meet in these uh, events, especially if you do it professionally and reach out and follow up with them. So there's a lot of definite benefits. And I always encourage you to try it in various spaces. You'll find some gigs that are going to be memorable from really interesting reasons. And you're going to find some gigs that you're like, okay, never need to do that again. And that's fine. Um, but you can learn a lot from these opportunities. If you want to get started with some freelancing, a great place to find gigs is on the Eastman Gig Service, which is run by the IML. You just need to sign up on the Gig Service website and you'll get access to a variety of gigs from the community. Weddings, funerals, corporate events, lessons, short or long-term subbing, it's all on there. And it's free for Eastman students. Just visit esm.rochester.edu forward slash gig. That's esm.rochester.edu forward slash gig to learn more. I'll include that link in the show notes as well. Thanks again to Dr. Blair Kerner. Uh, I'll once again share a link to Handshake, which is where you can book an advising appointment with Blair. This was a big topic and it was really great to dig in with her. There were a number of websites we used to check a lot of the tax information. So if you want to read more about that, we'll have links for those articles in the show notes as well. Questions were compiled by Francis Inzenhofer and Emma Girazal. Intro music and incidental music was by me, and the outro music was composed by Alexis Silverman. Please be sure to follow us on SoundCloud or on the IML's Facebook page for podcast updates. And of course, you can always email us with comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes. Now, go out, make art, do good work. From the IML, I'm Stephen Bigner. Until next time.